here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.7 FM in Cape Town. My next guest is Tandi Wenjing. So much is happening that you may have missed it. You you may just have missed it, but you're not late, okay? Because they're onto something here. They're called the Black Lives Matter Solidarity South Africa Movement. And it's a group of young people who I saw this past Sunday. Uh, they gathered at Constitutional Hill. And they were really saying there is a lot to discuss. Yes, George Floyd was the catalyst, but there is a lot that we need to uh, look at South African wise what is going on here what issues have have got them getting up on a very cold Sunday morning to stand up and say we want our voices to be heard and they are going to be doing this every single week I'm told until something comes off it Tandi Wenjinga is the organizer of this Black Lives Matter Solidarity SA March uh, and movement she joins us on the line good afternoon and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us Tandiwe. Good afternoon. So, when you convened this gathering of young people, what what is it? That, I mean, I know I know what 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 inspired you, but what were you hoping it would do here and achieve here in South Africa? So, actually, our first one was not this past one, but the weekend before. Okay. Um, on a, that last Sunday. Okay. And really, I had been approached by a friend of mine, just, you know, kind of feeling a bit hopeless, just like, what do we do? We're in lockdown, but this is wrong, you know, um, and really feeling something, feeling some type of solidarity, but just also feeling at a loss. Mm. Um, Yeah, so then my friend approached me, cool, then my sister approached me, and she was like, girl, let's protest. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's protest. I'm an anti-racism writer, so this is kind of already the type of world that I'm in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it was in 48 hours we were able to organize, and it's just started from there. What do you want to see happen? We want to see kind of a more intersectional understanding of black lives. Mm. Um, Black lives matter. There is police brutality, but it's not only black men who are targets. And that's also something that we've noticed in the way that the news portrays things. It's like there's a lot of attention towards black men, but what about black sex workers? What about black women? They're just, it's, these issues are incredibly intersectional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's no one type of black life that matters. So, again, my, my question is, in, in our lived experience, what, what, do you, what kind of outcome are you looking for? We're looking more for one that includes um, anti-racism mm. in the way that we approach approach society, approach um, structures, and approach institutions. Mm-hmm. What wasn't done before was a dismantling. What was done before was a um, covering of the wound mm-hmm. in non-racialism, which therefore, like power dynamics still remain exactly the same, even with a a changed political structure. So um, it's about that. It's really kind of digging to the root of racism, which is whiteness. So it's about an anti-racism approach to society. So tell me about that dialogue, okay, between yourselves and 
other friends that you have that are not black, that dialogue that's been happening over the past two weeks? Okay, so I mean, like I'm saying, I am an anti-racism writer already, so my stance has always been like this. So I just, I generally don't engage with white people who don't already, you know, the white friends I do have know Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. about me already. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nothing new. Um, well, maybe and, yeah. I do have quite a sensitivity, anyways, to whiteness and racism. So I can't. Yeah, you know, maybe what maybe maybe let me frame it differently. In the sense that it's not so much what I'm asking you that's changed about you, but okay, I, I'm okay. getting the sense that, and I, I could be wrong. I'm just getting the sense that for some white people, it's almost like. It's an epiphany. You know what I mean? I mean, it sounds yeah, crazy. Yeah. It sounds crazy to some to some of us. But but it, yeah. I'm getting the sense that the world is almost like getting these tinted glasses off for the first time. And it's an epiphany moment. So I'm wondering when they speak to you, are they sounding different? Are they suddenly saying, oh, 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 the penny has now dropped. Is that what's happening? You know, and that I think is frustrating. And I think what I've also been noticing on my end that what that black people are like, don't talk to me now about racism. There's absolutely nothing new. So just because there's this moment that is forcing you to see things mm. like it's not an epiphany. We've been <laughs> saying this. Mm. So, um, yeah, but I've also kind of noticed that even in the approach, white people are kind of learning to, you know, <laughs> Be cautious as well, even if they yes. do approach. It's like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but, you know, um, which again is also emotional labor. You're like, okay, I can see you're trying, but yeah, so I've had discussions with, with you know, young black people, and I do understand the whole, like, we're, we're tired. I don't want to have this conversation. At the same time, I have featured myself in other conversations between white people because I'm like, you guys are missing the point. So, mm-hmm. Yes, we're tired, but if we don't talk, who is going to talk? And I don't know if white liberalism is the place to fill the conversation on anti-racism. I mean, there's there's a lot there because what you are hoping to also do is to go beyond just you know a black man's life. It's about a, yes. It's about it's about a black woman. It's about a yes. gay woman. It's about a sex worker. It's about a lot of other things. And and it's interesting yes. how even in the black community. You can discuss certain things to a point. So with with a black man, you can discuss George Floyd. Let's just not discuss the gender issue. You know, so there are differences mm. there about they're with you in solidarity when you discuss George Floyd. And then suddenly when you start talking about Sikhofazo, we are now not on the same page. Yeah, which is frustrating Yeah, as well. But then again, like whiteness is in all of these structures. Yeah. So that's what we're saying. There is an intersectionality mm. and it's about now getting to the root, which is the whiteness, dismantling that. And, you know, hopefully just becomes like um, a domino effect because whiteness is just not about racism. It, it really, it planted itself, it rooted itself in society. So let me ask you this as a young person having to deal with all of this, because it is a lot, right? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Is the word, are you optimistic? I don't know if that's the word. Are you optimistic about your future? Um, hmm. You know, I'm trying to work on positivity now just as a general way, but I think everyone, 
around me knows me as quite like critical and pessimistic and also to hear that voice note about um you know, employment and how the young or unemployed and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I played the game, I got my degrees, mm-hmm. I did them well, mm-hmm. all of that. And I've been sitting here, yeah. you know, yeah. freelancing because this is the most gainful way of getting employment at this point. Yeah. Back at home, all of those kind of like, oh, I was not supposed to be here this time in my life. And and as a freelancer, nobody talks about your struggles, Um because we we also have come up with these what feels like superficial solutions right to the problem uh, during COVID-19 and we we seem to think that we have covered our bases by having grants for certain groups of people and 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 progressing in that part but nobody's talking about you as a freelancer mm, nobody definitely nobody's, nobody's talking about you no you've got no security there is no job for you there is no UIF that's going to pay you out anything there is there is nothing right yeah yeah. yeah, it's moving back to your parents' house. Tandiwa, thank you very much if you've got parents. Tandiwa, thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thank you very, very much for, for, for making the time to talk to us. Just give us the the, the, the social media platforms where people can, can find you guys. All right, so we're at BLM Solidarity SA. That's Instagram and Twitter. Mm, thank you very much, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Tandy Chinga, who is the organizer of Black Lives Matter Solidarity SA. She's, she's left me heavy, hey? She's left me really, really heavy. And one has to ask yourself, one has to, we've got to internalize that because at one point it's easy to switch off and say, geez, that was depressing. But one has to ask yourself if, if this is how she's feeling and she, she almost has options. Just let's think about those, as I said, who may not have parents, who don't have a home to go back to. There's a lot to think about.